Oh, hi there, and welcome to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. I'm Debbie Giorgiani, flying solo today, but hopefully you will keep me company by calling this number, 833-288-3986. We're talking angel stories today. Do you have an angel story, or did one of your relatives or friends tell you that they think that something happened in their life and it could have been an angel? Let's talk about it today. The angel, the belief in angels, the theology of angels is a truth of our faith. So we know uh, that our guardian angels are beside us, walking with us, guarding and guiding us. And if we are aware of their ministry work given by God himself, that um, we allow them to do their ministry work, which is wonderful. And that includes helping us and guarding us, guiding us, preventing accidents, all sorts of things, showing up on the scene when we, when we need them. Now, we'll talk a lot about this, but I need your stories. So do you think it was an angel? That's what I'm asking today on this, uh, this wonderful show, Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, where it's a live, safe platform for all of us to come together and to share our lived experiences so we can learn and grow together. We have Matt Kabinsky on the phones. He's waiting to answer your call. We've got Ace McKay at the controls. He's our producer. He does an just an incredible job. And Jeff Burson, our social media expert, is there on social media. I'm waving to you guys. You got your chats going. That's great. Put your angel stories there if you think it was an angel that showed up at just the right time in your life. Here's the number. You don't have to be Catholic to call in. The beauty of uh, talking about the angels is that it, it, the, um, the idea and the belief of angels spreads all across many denominations, many, many faiths, many belief systems. That's the beauty of talking about the angels today. So if you're listening, you hear uh, the sound of my voice. I'm Debbie Giorgiani, the co-host of Take Two. Jerry Usher will be back tomorrow. So we are the co-hosts of Take Two for eight and a half years. And this is a wonderful uh, opportunity for us to come together and to call in and to share our lives with each other. That's how the mystical body of Christ works. So will you join us, please? I need your help. Here's the number, 833-288-3986. I have several angel stories I can share, but I don't want to take up the whole entire hour of sharing my story. So I really need to hear the details of yours. And we'll talk about it. And then I'll weave in some understanding about the um, holy angels because I studied angels for over 13 years. And currently I'm the co-host of The Spirit World with Adam Bly. He's a religious demonologist. So he covers the um, demonic activity side. I cover the holy angel side because of the work and the study that I have done with... um, the, the angels. Now, I'm not an expert in angelology. I know that a lot of people will say that, but really there's there really isn't any experts in that field except for, I would say, St. Thomas Aquinas with the Summa because he did the most uh, comprehensive work and his um, understanding and development has, has shaped our uh, belief, the Catholic belief in um, the angels. So uh, he's one of the great saints, you know, St. Augustine and others, St. Jerome, it goes on and on. I can go on and on. And like I said, I can take up the whole hour um, talking about angels, but I'll weave it in so you can walk away with some uh, better understanding of the holy angels. If you would call in and share your story though, that would really help if you, if you, um, 
had this thought that the thing that happened to you in your life and you go back and you reflect on it and you're thinking to yourself, hmm, something feels a little odd about that. You know, that person showed up on the scene and then they disappeared. I didn't know their name. Uh, Nobody really knew who they were. Could that, maybe it was, could it have been an angel? Well, let's talk about it. There's some details of your story that we can uh, flesh out and you will see if, if indeed you could pretty much conclude that it was an angel. So here's the number, 833-288-3986. Fill up the last remaining phone lines here on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. Jerry will be back tomorrow. And so that is wonderful. Today you have me talking about angel stories and I have you because you are the important person. So please don't sit this out. Don't pass this up. Don't think someone else is going to call in for you and share your story because your story is unique. It's personal to you. It's very important. And we care about the details. That's what Take Two is all about. It's been functioning well for eight and a half years. We hope it continues on for many more years with your participation. And I just want to share with you because you can't really see what we see at the show team here with Matt and Jeff and Ace and Jerry and I, we, um, we see full phone lines almost every single show, actually full phone lines plus almost every single show. Why is that? Because it's a beautiful time for us to come together. And we are so grateful that the affiliates air take two, uh, that EWTN produces take two and, um, it, and provides it to the affiliates around the world. I think it's wonderful because where are we going to gather as the faithful? Where are we going to gather as believers to come together with this, this beautifully welcoming uh, platform And there's no judgment. We're not having some big arguments or debates. We're really working together, together as the mystical body of Christ. What did I tell you? Full phone lines we have. Keep calling. We have an on-deck circle as well and kind of like a green room area, virtual green room area, so we can take plenty of calls. Get your angel story in today, 833-288. 3986. And don't you agree we need some hope right now? There's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on in our church. Social media is blowing up with everybody having an opinion on something. I've decided to go the other way. Um, my Actually, my brother and I were talking about it last night for Advent. I think we're going to go very silent um, when it comes, uh, obviously I've got the, the ministry work with the shows, but besides that, I'm not I'm not going to do a lot of Uh, commenting and talking about things because I think everybody else is doing an an abundance of that. And I don't think it's very helpful. I think it's getting people very down and confused and everybody is is really um, kind of discombobulated and it's not good. We need to stay focused. You know, I work with an amazing man, religious demonologist, Adam Bly, and he tells me every day, Debbie, stay focused. Stay focused, and that's what I'm going to do, especially today, especially for this hour. So call in, tell your angel story, 833-288-3986. And on the other side of this break, I'm going right to the phones to hear your stories. It's going to be an exciting show. Stay with us.
We're talking angel stories today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. Please uh, give us your story and the details. If you want to go on social media and put your comments there, you're going to have to keep it very brief because I don't know if I'll be able to read your entire story for uh, the world to hear. Or you, better yet, you could email us at take two at EWTN.com. Okay, before we go to Greg in Erie, Pennsylvania, um, who's going to tell us about um, um, his angel story. Hold on, Greg. D- uh, don't move. I got to highlight an item here that's very important. Uh, Sistine Madonna um, by Raphael Framed Artwork. The Sistine Madonna is one of Raphael's most famous works. The painting takes its name from the church of uh, San Sisto in uh, Piacenza, I believe, Piacenza. And uh, I used to actually speak Italian, and I have no one to talk to, so I lost it all. And um, Raphael's painted painted it as the altarpiece for that church in uh, between 1513 and 1514. So that's in San Sisto in Piacenza. Okay, I don't know where that is, but it sounds beautiful. Our Mother Mary is dressed in pale rose garments with a blue cape draped under the Christ child and and, uh, down her front. Her son rests in her arms, his head resting on her shoulder. It's framed in a decorative gold uh, solid wood frame. The piece is approximately 10 by 12 inches and includes a sawtooth picture hanger. So right now, here's the best thing to do. You'll get to see a picture of it, and you'll love it, and you'll want to buy it because we're approaching that time of year where we're giving gifts, right? So let's go. Go to it. It's available right now. Go to EWTNRC.com. Free standard shipping, online orders, $75 or more. Standard shipping for the continental U.S. only. Use code FREE at checkout. Okay. So check it out. You know, as a matter of fact, just go to EWTNRC.com on a regular basis because they have great stuff. That's where I'm buying all my stuff for Christmas. You don't have to do what I do, but I just, I love supporting everything that's um, that's Catholic and it goes right back um, and EWTN needs to keep going, I think. Okay. And I hope you think so too. And that's why you're calling in. So Greg, Erie, Pennsylvania, Station of the Cross, our friends at the Station of the Cross. Hey, Greg, tell us your angel story. How are you doing? I am hey. great, sir. That's good, Deb. You can you can speak Italian to me if I want. If you want, I went to culinary school in Italy, <gasps> and I don't have anyone to practice with either. Are is that, no joke? You can really cook too. Oh yeah. Oh, Greg. Okay, you'll have to drop me your email for sure. Because if I'm ever, if I'm back in, well, my sister lives in Pennsylvania. If I go visit her, maybe maybe we can have like a fun dinner or something. <laughs> that would be awesome. Okay, um, sir. That's uh, great. I, I love your show. I love your Thank show you. on the channel. I work in sales, so I listen to your station a lot. Um, Thank you. But yeah, Piacenza. It's uh, I've actually been there before. It's, Somewhere between Milan and Parma. Oh, okay. So it's on the northern, the northern half of the uh, the boot, right? Uh, the northern part of Italy. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. What? Okay. It's a lovely city, just like most of Italy. Yeah, I haven't got. I've always went from Rome down, and I'm. I I hope hopefully one day I'll get to Sicily, 
which is you know not part of the mainland of of, uh-huh. of Italy, but but I'd love to go to the northern part. So you're very blessed, Greg, and I'm sure you got great culinary skills from the great fine chefs at, in Italy. That is wonderful. Yeah, it was a good experience when I was younger. Very cool. Uh, so tell us about angels. Well, yeah, this goes back to when I was in college, and I was. I had a girlfriend who I loved a lot, and we got into a fight, which never happened. And I was, you know, I went home and I was laying in bed, like fell asleep. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and I felt a presence in my apartment, kind of over me, just telling me that everything was going to be all right, which was, you know, it was a strange experience. Nothing like that ever happened to me before. Mm-hmm. But when I, w- I woke up the next day at 7 to my, my phone ringing, my brother called me and told me our grandfather had just passed away, so I was really close with. Mm-hmm. So I'm 100% positive that it was him stopping on his transition to heaven on his way out to see me. If it was a, 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 your guardian angel that said everything's going to be all right, or you said it was your you, your grandfather, did you say? Yeah, my your grandfather. grandfather. What's, his, what's his first name? Can you give us his first name? Tom. So if it was, it, God permits everything. So if it was your gar, your guardian angel saying everything was going to be okay, or you know, God allowing um, your grandfather to just give you that message um, that everything's going to be okay, that's how you can um, judge the situation or the encounter by the fruits of it and what comes out of it. And in the beauty of what happened to you is you didn't ask for it. You were going through some some uh, difficult times with your girlfriend, you said, and then or so, a situation with your girlfriend, and then your grandfather passes. You know, the good Lord knows what we can handle, knows what we need. And when he permits these things, they are usually one and done. You know, the, the, the mission was accomplished. The message was delivered to you that everything was going to be okay. And then we move on. And that's the beauty and the faith and the trust that we have in our God to take care of all of our needs, to take care of all of us when we, when we are most vulnerable. And so I just wanted to say, based on what you said, I think it is so beautiful that the Lord gently sent you that message so that you can feel comforted at a time when you needed it. And that's that's the wonderful essence of our faith, because, and that's the trust that we have and the faith we have, and then God provides. And if you take it um, to where the world is taking it, Greg, right now, where they're looking for encounters, they're looking for connection, they're trying to get have these uh, spirits or whatever connect with them, that is so dangerous, so problematic, because we know that the demons can get in there and and really mess a person up. And so we should never be looking for these interactions. We should never be asking and, and wanting these interactions to happen on a regular basis. But when they do happen, it's such a gift from God. Would, wouldn't you say amen? Absolutely. Amen. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I agree. You shouldn't be looking for it. But when it happens, you definitely recognize it. You know, things are a little rough right now. So if you guys say some prayers for me, that would be great. Absolutely, Greg. Absolutely. God knows 
your needs and be very specific with him and then trust. Trust more than the storm you're facing, whatever it is. And I'm right with you, Greg. So I'll trade you prayers from one person that used, that speaks Italian to another that used to speak Italian. I'll trade your prayers. You pray for me, I'll pray for you, okay? Absolutely. Okay. Thanks, Greg. God bless you. What a beautiful call from Erie, Pennsylvania. Thank you, Greg. Okay, the number to dial, he just freed up a phone line, 833-288-3986. We're talking about angel stories today, so let's hear what Carol has to say in Fredericksburg, Virginia, on the EWTN app. Hi, Carol. Welcome to the show. Hi, Debbie. Thank you. Um, My story, um, it's been quite a few years ago when my son was young, I used to work quite a ways from home, so I had a Jeep, and I would travel on I-80 and about 100 miles from where we lived, so it was a long drive by myself. So I was on my way home, and the interstate, for some odd reason, had a lot of potholes at that time, so I was trying to very carefully navigate as safely as I could not to hit them because they were really bad. Anyway, all of a sudden, I heard a voice in my left ear, a very sweet, kind male voice. And he said, Carol, be very careful with the potholes. When you get home, go straight home. Don't stop anywhere. Go directly home and tell your husband he has to get the car fixed right away. Don't ever get back in the car without it being fixed or you will die. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know. Uh, But I didn't fear. He said I was going to be saved. Just go home. So I went home. I listened. And I told my husband what he said. And my husband said, oh, I'm sure it's okay. And I said, no, get it fixed. And there was a car place about two blocks from where we were living. So he took it down there. They searched it. They couldn't find anything wrong with it. So they put it on the hoist. When they jacked it up on the hoist, the whole body of the car snapped off of the wheel. The, the, whatever it is that, that holds the, the bolts that hold the, the chassis onto the wheels Mm -hmm. had been eaten from all the rock salt and stuff from the roadway. Mm -hmm. So if I would have hit really hard one of those potholes, it would have taken me away. Okay, so Carol... I'm so grateful to God that you're here with us telling the telling us this story and living living out the rest of your your life that God has a purpose and plan for. So Carol, prior to this situation, did you have a belief in your guardian angels? Oh, definitely. I always have. I don't know why, but ever since I can remember, I believed my guardian angel was with me. Matter of fact, when I went to school, I went to Catholic school and the nun used to get kind of upset with me because I'd only sit on half of my seat. Yeah. To make room say, for your you? angel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay, but actually and did you say the guardian angel prayer? Angel of God, my guardian dear, you know how it goes. But have you have you said that prayer? Every day, several times a day I say it. Okay. So Carol, based on the details of your story. 
I would say, um, and remember, I'm not an expert, but I studied for many years, many, many years. Um, I would, I would say that's a very good indication that was your guardian angel uh, speaking to you. You felt close enough. You understood uh, your guardian angel. You remained calm. You did exactly what they told you. I can feel the Holy Spirit as I'm telling you this, Carol. And your guardian angel is is very pleased that you were aware of their mission that they had they have given by God himself for to care for you um, because you have a purpose and plan and, and that God's it's God's uh, plan for you but he, you've got to finish it out and so you participated you said yes you um, obeyed what what your guardian angel was saying and you are living to tell about it and that is um, I've heard your story probably, a couple thousand times. So it's so beautiful. And that must bring you incredible comfort to know that you have this uh, deepened relationship with your guardian angel. We all have a guardian angel. Whether or not we're going to cultivate and deepen that relationship, that's up to us. Obviously, you did it as, as a small child, Carol, being in school, sitting on half the seat, making room for your guardian angel, with, which I think is so precious. But you know what? You deepened that relationship. So your guardian angel is right there. And, and your guardian angel is equally matched with your personality, Carol. I don't know if you know that. God matches up our, the personalities with, our, with us, with our guardian angels. And right now, while you're on this side of the veil, Carol, and you're working out your whole life and the plan that God has for you, your guardian angel is there to guard you and guide you, just like Psalm 91, God's protection in some in some. Uh, areas at Psalm 90, but Psalm 91, God's protection. But Carol, did you know that when you get to heaven, God willing, your guardian angel transitions to your best friend? They don't need to guard and guide you any longer. So now you have an instant best friend that you've known your whole entire life in heaven. What do you say to, to that? Oh, thank God. What a wonderful friend. Mm -hmm. uh, such a beautiful voice and so calming to my my persona. I mean, I really felt cared for and yeah. protected. And yeah. I have ever since. I think over and over every day, my guardian angel, because what a, what a blessing. Absolutely. See, God knew we needed that. God knew we needed the protection. There are, there are bodyguards, our soul guards. I love that. They're, they're amazing. And they, they want us to get to heaven and they're there to help us as long as we cooperate. And you did, Carol. Thank God. And thank you for calling in today. You're a beautiful soul. Um, thank you for sharing your story. We appreciate it so very much. Uh, we'll go to Dee in Johnson City. Dee, we're going to get started with you. You're on the EWTN app. I'm going to have to cut you short in about a minute, but then stay with me because we've got a little bit of a break and we'll come back. So take Take it away, Dee. Start to tell us your story. So this happened um, several years ago. I have a friend who belonged to a 24-hour gym. We used to work out late at night. I was talking with her, and she says, you know, you want to go work out tonight? I said, great. Um, if you're going to get off of work later than midnight, though, to go work out, don't call me because I'm not going to go after midnight. Oh, I hear the music. I guess yeah. I should stop. Do good. You make a great co-host. You're awesome, Dee. Thank you so much. Yes, you hear the music, so we're going to hit the pause button. Dee's going to pick up where she left off on the other side of the break. We've got uh, Mary and, and Angie and Will and Ellen and the others. You guys keep calling, 833-288-3986, and tell us your angel story today.
We're talking angel stories today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. And Jerry will be back tomorrow. And our tomorrow is our urgent prayer request show. And then we do that. Um, we do pr- two prayer shows a month. Very busy show. So get your um, prayer intentions in early during the show. Okay, that's tomorrow. Today we're talking angel stories. And we're speaking with Dee in Johnson City, Texas. And Dee just started to tell us her story about going to the gym. But Dee, pick up where you... Uh, actually, rewind about 10 seconds and then continue, please. Sure. Yeah. I was apartment sitting and I was chatting on the phone with a friend and we usually work out at night. She belonged to a 24-hour gym. And uh, she was working and I said, hey, if you get off after midnight, don't call me. I don't want to go to the gym after midnight, you know, but if you get off earlier than midnight, then call me. I'll go with you tonight to the gym. Um, so that's the last thing I remembered. And fast forward in time, sometime in the morning around one thirty, two o'clock, I'm uh, feel something shaking me and saying, wake up, wake up, wake up. You have to wake up. I was laying on the sofa. I don't remember laying down the sofa. I remember the last thing I was sitting on the sofa. I opened up my eyes and whatever this was, I believe it was my guardian angel catapulted me off the sofa over to the phone across the room. I I didn't get off the sofa. I didn't bend my legs, nothing. It just picked me up and moved me by the phone. And when I was placed by the phone, the phone rang. And it was my friend calling me from the gym. And she says, please don't be upset. It's way after midnight. It's it's 2 o'clock. But I couldn't work out. Something kept saying I had to call you. I don't know what it is, but I I just need to know if you're okay. And I said, no, I'm not okay. Can you you come get me? Because I was was feeling like I I was having problems breathing or something. I I knew something just wasn't right. So I opened the, the door. Uh, and and stood to get some fresh air until she got there to pick me up. And um, she, I got in her truck, and she goes, I think you just need some air. Let me just drive you around with the window down, you know. And I started feeling better, you know. Mm-hmm. She, we just drove around for a while with the window down. And I said, you know, I, I think I want to go over to my parents' house. Can can you bring me over there? So this is about 3.30 in the morning. I wake up my parents, and I told them what happened. You know, I said, I feel fine, you know, but, I'm you know, I'm I'm going to stay here. Um, that morning around seven o'clock, my dad calls the local hospital just to run by to tell them what happened. And they said, I think you need to bring her in so we can check her out. He brings me to the emergency. So this is a, 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 a two punch angel story. He brings me to the emergency room. The doctor who hears the story says, yeah, I don't believe you. I think you're on drugs. I said, no, I don't take, I don't take drugs. He goes, what kind of people call you after midnight? I said, you don't know my friends, you know, we, 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 you know, we, we work out late at night, blah, blah, blah. So he says, well, I, you know, I'll come back. So he kept coming back like several times, you know, three or four times. And he kept saying, okay, I'm not going to tell your mom. Just tell me what drugs are on. I said, I'm not on drugs. I was telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. So finally, after keeping me there for a while, he says, I'm just going to go send you for blood work. And so he walks out the room and eventually this man, this, this young man looked like, I don't know how old he was, but he had long shoulder length brown hair and a brown beard came in with a wheelchair and says, you know, I'm here to take you to get your blood work. And as he's wheeling me down the hall, he puts his hand on my shoulder and he says, do you believe in Jesus Christ? I said, boy, do I, you won't believe what just happened to me. And I tell him the whole story and he says, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. They do the blood work and um, they bring me back to the room. Not this guy, someone else, this guy just disappeared. I don't know where he went. Someone else brought me back to the room 
And eventually the doctor comes bursting through the room and he's yelling for people to get the oxygen and put me on oxygen. And he's just very high strung and he's shaking his head. He's got his hand in his head, his head in his hand. and He's shaking his hand back and forth. He's like, I just don't believe it. I don't believe this. You were telling the truth. And he says, do you know what just happened here? He says, you, you had carbon monoxide poisoning. He said, if your friend had not called you when she did, if you were there one more hour, you would have been dead. And, and he says, because the longer it's in your system, it, it, it multiplies. And uh, he says, you're, you're dead at like 48, 49% carbon monoxide. He said, when, um, when I came in, I was at 43%. Oh. And um, he just kept shaking his head. He, you know, I don't know wow. who the guy was that wheeled me down the book yeah, here, but yeah. I, I just want to tell you, mm-hmm. when we were going down the hall, there was nobody in that hall, and it was just, the floors were white, the walls were white, the whole, it was, all I could see was white, and, and it was like, it was really something, and, and he just says, do you believe in Jesus Christ? I said, mm-hmm. yeah, I sure do. You won't believe what just happened. You know, and I never saw anything. When I was laying on the sofa, I kept feeling something shaking me. Wake up, wake up, you've got to wake up, and I was in this deep, 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 deep sleep, and I was coming to, and I could feel something shaking me. But when I opened my eyes, it literally picked me up, catapulted me over to the phone. Yeah. So, D, couple couple things. Wow, um, incredible story, angel. I believe angel story. Um, couple uh, encounters you had there. But let me um, let me ask you a couple questions that I that I asked um, others uh, before when they when they give their angel uh, stories. Did you believe in? guardian angels prior to this situation? I, I went to Catholic school. So yes, at a certain level, I believe in guardian angels, but I don't have the relationship that I have with my guardian angel now. At that time, I think, you know, I knew intellectually I had a guardian angel, mm-hmm. um, but my relationship with my guardian angel today, I talk to my guardian angel all the time asking for help. I thank my guardian angel. I, 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 it hit me recently that I don't think I think my guardian angel enough for everything they've done to help me get through this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you heard me speaking with Greg and Carol. And so the same thing, the guardian angel prayer that we learned as small children, it all sounds really a, like a cute prayer. It's actually a very strong prayer. It is, it is raising the awareness that we should all have because just like we say in the creed, every time we go to Mass, all, we believe in all things visible and invisible, the seen and unseen. That's the truth of the angels. It's the truth of our faith. And just like you said, Dee, your uh, school, your Catholic school or your parents or your grandparents, somebody taught you about that you had this pure spirit next to you, guarding and guiding you, just like Psalm 91 says, God's protection. And and just like um, scripture tells us, right, in Matthew. So um, Jesus himself said that, 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 you know, don't hurt the little ones. They're, they're guardian angels. Behold the face of God in heaven. So the guardian angels are beholding the face of God and ministering to you at the same time. Everything comes from God. Everything is, is prompted by, that, by the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. And D, I believe based on the details you were sharing, that is, to me, that is, absolutely what I have heard for many, many years on how the guardian angels work and how they minister and how they protect and help others. So God bless you for 
uh, knowing about your guardian angel and now developing a beautiful friendship with your guardian angel and gratitude that you have in your heart. Very important to thank our angels. You're, you're spot on. And just like I shared with Carol, isn't it cool that when you're, you're not finished yet because your guardian angel, obviously from God himself told your guardian angel, you better protect my little one D you better help her because she has to stay on this earth. So you, until you finish your time here on earth, whatever God's purpose and plan is, okay. Then when you're all done, God, uh, God willing, when you're, um, in the beatific vision, your guardian angel who you've developed such a great friendship with on this side of the veil now is your very, one of your very best friends in heaven. Wow. Doesn't that sound incredible? It is. It is incredible, and I do say that prayer. It's a beautiful prayer. And, you know, this is why trust, pray, trust, don't worry. Mm -hmm. Because, you see, I was saved. It wasn't Mm -hmm. my time, you know? That's right. And um, God did what He needed to do to get me to where I needed to go. And Mm -hmm. and that's the power and the beauty of our God. And it's just amazing to me. That story, even when I tell it today, it's just so amazing. You know, and my, my friend, she... She said, I couldn't shake it. I was on the workout equipment, and she said, something kept nagging me to call you. She goes, and I didn't want to call you because I knew you were going to be upset and yell at me. She goes, I couldn't shake it. She said, I finally had to get off the phone and go call you, mm-hmm. because uh, get off the machine and go call you, because I, 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 something just kept nagging me to call you. Yeah. I hope your friend believes in their, in her guardian angel too now because of your yeah. your story. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, okay. yeah. You know, at the time, my friend was um, was uh, not a Christian, but she she came to believe. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> you know, here's a little challenge for you because we need to get your stories out there. Maybe you and your friend could team up and go out there and and maybe offer some some assistance to um, junior high or high school level or a college level to tell your story. It's, you know, friendship here on this side of the veil is important, but we're doing a lot and the angels are helping tremendously and everybody needs to work together and participate. Your friend, she stepped up. She was, she said yes, because it kept, it, it kept gnawing at her. Absolutely. So she did her part, but you did your part too, Dee, and your guardian angels did their parts and they were all connected. Everybody was connected. Uh, it's a beautiful story. Just think about it. I will, you know, I would, I don't know where that doctor is now, but I pretty, I'm pretty sure that that was a life changing experience for him. He just yeah. kept shaking his head. Right, and he just kept saying, "I can't believe this. I just can't believe this." Yep. Wow. Well, yeah. See, and you shared it today with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you for that beautiful story, Uh, Mary. um, We're going to you next. Just hold on, Mary. We've got full phone lines. But Lisa S sent this in from YouTube. This is incredible, Uh, Ace. If we can pick up this. this uh, image that was sent in, maybe we can post it on Jerry and Debbie Facebook page or something if Lisa says it's okay, because it's on YouTube. Um, Lisa said this, my daughter and I were homeless in 2017 and I was lost. It was raining and all of the, and all of a sudden the clouds opened up and my daughter told me to look up and we, we saw a beautiful guardian angel. I'm getting very emotional. We were guided to the church, and from that day, we were no longer homeless. Here is a picture of the angel as we saw it. Even the religious said it was guiding me. Um, I want to share something with you. I, I, there's, there's many things I got to share about this uh, image. In the study that I did on angels, this is very, um, 
this actually this image I've seen before. So this is not one that this is not new to me. So which means that uh, this indeed, I believe was a sign from your angel above of guiding you to that church and, um, and finding a, a safe a safe place for you and your daughter uh, to live and not be homeless anymore. Wow, Lisa, this is huge. We've got to get this posted. Maybe, um, yes, Ace said he'll do it. Lisa, amazing. You got folks. You got to see this image. It it the it, the angel. You can almost just feel that it's this magnificent um, angel spreading out and guarding over and watching over and guiding Lisa and her daughter. Wow. Incredible. Okay. Um, oh, God is so good. Mary in Hartford, Connecticut, listening on the Station of the Cross. Please, Mary, tell us your angel story. Debbie, I'll try. But I'm in tears. This is just so beautiful. How beautiful our Lord is to give us our angels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, know. I know. My angel has saved my life also, but that's not the story I want to tell you today. My dad, I believe, saw his angel who saved my mom. I'm going to try to make this short so more people can get in. My mother was an only child, and her mom had died maybe 15 years previous to this happening. Um, Her dad got dementia and lived in an apartment maybe five minutes away from our house. My parents, she did look at nursing homes, but it didn't seem like that was going to be good for Pepe. Um. My dad, they always talked everything through together and made a joint decision that it would be best for her to go and stay with my grandfather, sleep on his couch for as long as it would need to be. Um, During that time, it was pretty stressful, but my parents are so strong. Their faith is so strong. Um, Every week, my mom would take an afternoon to go get groceries, run to the house, do laundry, do all these errands, take a shower, everything she couldn't do, and she was exhausted. And my dad would go over and sit with my grandfather. So this one day, she she started out, and he went to the picture window to watch her leave safely, and there was a small incline from the apartment building down to the avenue. It was a pretty busy street. As she's going down, the car gets into the line of traffic, well, nothing at the moment, but pretty soon. It was a busy street, and the car stalled. And my father was frantic. What's he going to do? So he, he, ran, he told my grandfather, don't move a muscle. I will be right back. And he ran downstairs, and he's like 77 years old at this point. He had been in the Army when he was 18, and he was around Jeeps a lot. And this is important. It's a beautiful detail of the story. So he always was in those vehicles. And then when he got home after the war, bought a Jeep with his brother to use it as their family car and and this and that. So he gets outside. And as soon as he was there, a Jeep appeared Mm -hmm. on the road Mm -hmm. coming. My mother would have been broadsided because she's, she would have turned right. She's on right where someone, if, if someone had hit her, she's, and it's a busy street. So Dad um, was praying all the way down. He, I don't know if he prayed to his guardian angel or he prayed to anyone in particular, but he was very, very strong faith. He was just praying, praying. This young man got out of his Jeep, mm-hmm. and I asked Dad, what did he look like? He said he was short. 
And my dad was six feet, so I don't know how short he was, but he wasn't a huge person. Sure. He took the car with my mom inside and lifted the front end of it so that he could push it back up that incline and then push the car back into the back parking lot, which is maybe 50 feet further. Mm-hmm. My dad said to him, I was afraid, and he said, don't be afraid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And before Dad could even ask him his name, he disappeared. He, he left. Mm-hmm. He left. Yeah. So he appeared and disappeared quite suddenly. And when Dad came home and told me the story, we were both just beside ourselves. And I said, Dad, do you think it could have been your angel? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, we both thought, how could any human person be that strong to lift a car with mm-hmm. a person in it, and not just on a flat surface, but up, up a little hill, Mm-hmm. I'm making it sound. I don't know how how to describe it, but it wasn't a, a straight path out to the street. He had to really lift the car off the ground and push mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it was a beautiful thing to happen to give us reassurance. And we thought about it years later when Dad was in a nursing home. We were praying to his angel to help. And it. I don't know what else to say, mm-hmm. but... Well, here's 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 something else to say is that how it wasn't your mom's time yet. Again, there was cooperation, participation. Obviously, you um, knew the truth of the angels. The your family did right, and so whether or not you had a relationship with your uh, guardian angel at that point, that doesn't that doesn't really. Um, you know, we don't have to focus on that part of it yet. Although I don't know if your mother, did your mother have a strong relationship, but, but regardless of, you know, of that point of that part of it in the details of this, him walking on the scene, being able to do something that is really amazing, like beyond anything you could think of. Right. And, and then leaving without any type of wanting to connect again this one and done thing of the angels coming in on the scene, helping to prevent certain things or to stop something from happening. The reason is, is, is because they are, they are, um, messengers, um, from God himself, but they are meant, they have a ministry, they have a ministry work and the ministry work is to guard, guide, protect. And so it was not your mother's time yet. And all of, and your dad and your mom all, played a part in this. That's, that's the beauty of it. It's all connected. So I bet, I bet you, if you, if you went into even more detail, you could probably, um, figure out at what point somebody had a, 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 a strong understanding or devotion to the holy angels. Very, very beautiful story. I think it's incredible. I personally feel that it, it that was an angel encounter. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and I hope and pray your whole entire family keeps telling your dad's story, um, and your mom's story because of the fact that we need, uh, folks to understand in a deeper way, the truth of our faith, the, the holy angels, not just know it, but understand they have a ministry work to do. What do you say to that, Mary? I, I say, amen. I'm mm-hmm. so close to my angel now, Bonange. That's how Father Joseph described or names an angel. I used to call it an angel. Mm-hmm. But banana is the French word, and mm-hmm. all the time I'm telling my angel, "I love you, thank you. You've, you've seen everything I've done in my life. You've seen how good God is to me. Mm-hmm. All the bad things I've done. Yep. It is my best friend who knows everything about me and still loves me, and has saved my life a couple times anyway. Mm-hmm. And right. 
Beautiful. I, yeah, I love my angel. I love all of our angels. I love these stories, and I'm going to get off so other people can oh. get in. Well, thank you for your story. Real quickly, your mom and dad's first name. Just I want to put everybody in the book. We, we oh. pray for living and deceased, so go ahead. Okay, Vincent. Vincent. And my mom's baptismal name, Marie. Marie, beautiful. Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you. God bless you. Um, Will, before I get to you real quickly, The Journey Home with John Mark Grodi, um, Monday night, 8 Eastern on eight Eastern time on EWTN TV and radio. John Mark does a great job, you guys. You should listen to the stories. John Mark Grodi and his guests discuss their personal journeys home back to the Catholic Church. And tonight he talks with Dr. Eric Baldwin. So please check out The Journey Home tonight. Will in West Virginia, you're up next. Please tell us your angel story. Okay. Yeah. Hi. Hi, Debbie. Hi. Uh, Well, it was a cold, drizzly morning in 1997 or 98. I was starting to go to work. And Mm -hmm. and although I frequently say a rosary this morning, I really felt like singing instead of saying the rosary. Mm -hmm. And uh, the song, How Great Thou Art, which is one of my favorites, rather than saying a rosary, and which sometimes put, puts me to sleep when I say a rosary, because that's not good when you're driving, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I started to drive to work, and as I was driving, I was singing that song, and then I, I hear a, a chorus singing that song with me. And, and there's no other radio or anything on in the car, and it's, it's like a chorus. It's not just one person, and it's way higher than my voice. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking... Well, was that a angels or was it just a hallucination? You know, mm-hmm. and I had never experienced a hallucination except when I was taking a legal drug, and one time, and I got hallucination right then. But that was the only time that I remember in my whole life that I had mm-hmm. hallucinations. So, but mm-hmm. when I shared this experience once with another singer. Uh, she rolled her eyes like I was nuts, though, you know. <laughs> but well, was I nuts, though, or, or was that really uh-huh. angels singing? And I started sure. to think it really was. So uh, that's... Uh, so how my, great how great thou art, correct? Thou art, yeah. It's, okay. Uh, yeah, I know the song very well. It was my dad's favorite. A couple things I want to share with you. Um, uh, you, um, this, there's no accident, Will. Uh, um <laughs> I'm just, I'm chuckling because our good Lord is so beautiful. He's so amazing. Um, My dad's name is William. There's no accident to this call, uh, Will. And I will tell you, uh, I want to confirm and affirm what what you experienced with those angels singing. There's a wonderful musician uh, and and musical artist, uh, Michael John Poyer. I would encourage you to look him up. He is incredible. Michael John, um, he is is such a beautiful man, beautiful soul. And he, uh, when he would perform, a friend of mine, uh, we were at the back of the church. I've told this story before, Will. And we could hear angels singing, and we didn't know where it was coming from. We thought he had some kind of acoustic whatever. I don't know what he had on the soundboard, but we thought he was doing something to have these angels sing. And we we asked him later after the concert, we said, Michael John, what was going on? We could hear this... This, this voice that was much higher and louder and stronger, and, and it was, we could hear it. And he, go, and he just said, yep, 
we and we said it was angels, wasn't it? And he just was like he went on as if you told him, you know, you handed him a stick of gum and he kept walking. He was just it, it was matter of fact for him. So obviously it has happened to him many times. Will, I just want to affirm how beautiful that is um that you connected in song praising praising our God which is what the angels do. They are the best adorers. That's why you see pictures of angels on either side of the tabernacle. I just want to affirm that for you, Will. And if, and if, you, if, you, if you happen to see the, the newest um, Angel Studios, isn't that another coincidence? Uh, Angel Studios movie that came out uh, after death, tw- um, the movie that just came out, these near-death experiences that they, that they um, did a documentary on, these people said that when they went to the other side, the music was so intense, you could not even put words around it. Will, I just want to affirm you, keep praising the Lord in song. There's something to that, and I believe the angels are joining you. Amen. Amen. Amen is right. There's no accident to your call. I love it. Um, I am so incredibly sorry. I'm not going to get to Angie. Great name, Angie, in tech in San Antonio, Texas, or Deborah or Lydia or the others. Please forgive me. I know Ace McKay will say you should have tried to get to the last three. I know Ace. I tried very hard, but I had to get to the details of these angel stories. But guess what? We'll do this show again. I promise you because we need to have more angel stories, the truth of our faith. Go to the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Just type in angels and the Catechism of the Catholic Church and read all about the truth of our faith, the theology of angels. It's so beautiful. Um, Thanks, you guys. You're amazing. Thanks to the show team, Matt and Jeff and Ace. And we will post uh, Lisa's picture, incredible picture of, of, uh, we believe, an angel in the sky there. I love it. Until tomorrow. Have a beautiful and blessed day. We ask St. Joseph, please pray for us.